This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis, and my co-host is my amazing service dog, Ben Way. And we're so excited to be with you today to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today we're going to be welcoming Dr. Brennan McKenzie. He is the Loyal for Dogs Director of Veterinary Medicine. And he's also a practicing veterinarian in Northern California. And we're going to talk with Dr. McKenzie about the groundbreaking brand new drugs that Loyal for Dogs is developing that's intended to extend the lifespan in dogs by controlling the mechanisms of aging. So I'm super excited to talk with him about this topic As you know, I've had service dogs for so long, uh, big dogs, that I am really excited to hear about this. So you come back right after these quick messages as we're going to welcome Dr. McKenzie to the show. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're so happy to have Dr. Brennan McKenzie with us today. Hello, Dr. McKenzie, and welcome. Hi, Marcy. Thanks for the opportunity to chat with you and your audience. Yeah, well, I am so excited to talk with you. I have been thinking about this and dreaming about this ever since I heard about it, because I've always said, Dr. McKenzie, the only downside to having an amazing service dog or working dog is that they just don't live long enough. So I was so thrilled when I heard about the wonderful research that Loyal for Dogs is doing to develop a drug that could extend the life of our amazing canine companions. So tell us, how did you get involved with this, with working with Loyal for Dogs to combat aging? And what's what's inspiring you about this? Tell us. Well, I've been a veterinarian for about 25 years now, and I've been a pet owner all of my life and had lots of dogs. And, and I absolutely agree with you that that the hardest part about that relationship is that we don't have enough good time with our dogs. And as a veterinarian, I see senior dogs come in with, you know, problems that are ultimately taken as just automatic, just as a natural part of the life cycle. We can't do anything about it. They're going to get arthritis. They're going to get cancer. All these things are going to happen to them. It's heartbreaking. And I was fortunate to be approached uh, about three years ago now by the folks at Loyal. 
And I was really excited to discover that that assumption that aging is inevitable and there's nothing we can do about it is, is not actually true. Aging is just another aspect of biology, and uh, there's been decades of fundamental research to understand how the mechanisms of aging operate, much of that in dogs as well as in other species. And it turns out that there really are opportunities for treatments that can potentially extend healthy lifespan in dogs. So I was asked to come on board and, uh, and both continue my clinical practice and also work with Loyal to help develop these drugs. And, and that's really reinvigorated me as, as a veterinarian and as a dog owner, because I think it's such an exciting mission. Oh, absolutely. I Like I said, I was drinking my coffee on a Saturday morning and I heard it on the news and boy, did it snap me out of a sleep <laughs> really quickly when I heard it because that's always our fear, right? Of losing our big dogs so quickly, as I say quickly, because it seems like that. I've lost my service dogs. My first one I lost right when she turned nine, which to me just seems so young. And the others, you know, 12 years old has really been a long lifespan for them because of their breeds as a, a lab or a golden retriever. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the treatments um, that you're working on to expand the lifespan of the dog. What are some of those treatments? So we have basically two programs that we're working on. One targets large dogs. As you say, the larger the dog, the shorter the lifespan. And that's not actually a, a natural thing. And most mammals, bigger animals live longer. Uh, humans live longer than dogs and elephants live longer than mice. And we're used to that. But in dogs, the reverse is true. There's a very clear relationship that the larger the dog, the shorter their lifespan. A Irish wolfhound might have five or six years and a little chihuahua, you know, we might be lucky to see them get to 20. So it turns out that that is a consequence of the intensive breeding for body size. Some of the hormonal changes that make big dogs bigger also make them age faster and have a shorter life expectancy. So one of our programs is about developing a drug that targets some of those hormonal changes and tries to bring the biology of these larger dogs more into line with that of smaller dogs so that hopefully we can extend their health and their life for longer. And I always like to emphasize, we talk about lifespan extension because of course we want dogs to live longer, but the most important thing is we want them to be healthy longer. And that's really what we're focusing on. And we think that if we keep dogs healthy and functional and happy, then they will inevitably have a longer life. We do have a second program that we're also working on, which targets dogs of almost any size, except for the very, very tiniest dogs. And this focuses on a different set of aging mechanisms, specifically looking at how our metabolism declines as we get older and how that makes us more susceptible to aging associated diseases. And we think that that will help extend healthy lifespan in not just large dogs, but small dogs as well. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that is so interesting. And thinking about that, you know, the whole breeding process, that makes sense that those, those hormonal changes. I mean, I know we all want this yesterday, right? So what do you think is the process that you're going through right now? And what is it realistically of, of when we might be actually getting access to this, these types of drugs that can assist us? There's been a lot of work behind the scenes. Uh, as I already mentioned, decades of research on the basic biology of aging sits behind the work that we're doing. It's taken us about four years to reach this point. 
one of the uh, recent uh, milestones that we've achieved on the pathway towards approval through the FDA for these drugs is something called RxE or reasonable expectation of effectiveness. And what the FDA has said is that so far the data that we've provided to them is pretty convincing that our program, our drug for large breed dogs is likely to work. We still are going to run a large long-term clinical study which is going to involve about a thousand dogs and take about four years to show that in fact we are able to extend healthy lifespan. But so far, the evidence that we have looks good. And what we're hoping to achieve in that program is something called conditional approval. While we're running this long and complicated clinical study, because the preliminary evidence looks so good, the FDA might eventually allow us to make this drug available to veterinarians and dog owners sooner. And if we're successful at that, then we're hoping sometime possibly in 2026, um, that drug could become available for use. For our other program for dogs of all sizes, we have actually just begun our first clinical field study. Again, a thousand dogs at 50 sites across the country. It's gonna last four years. And we are also looking into the possibility of conditional approval for that medication. So that one could potentially come at the end of this year or sometime next year. So we are hopeful that in the next one to two years, if the uh, science is supportive and if the FDA finds our evidence convincing, that we'll be able to make these drugs available. That is really incredible. You know, when we think of scientific research, we think of long term. So, wow, that is really soon. Well, and I'm curious in your studies, when is it that you have to the best time to give the dog the drug to see the benefits of the of extending the longevity? Do they have to start out as puppies getting it or is it something that older dogs can start on and see a benefit? That's a great question. From the point of view of the biology that we're targeting, we think that the longer uh, a dog is on the drug, the better the benefit will be. This is intended to be a preventative medicine that slows the accumulation of harmful changes over time with aging. So the longer they're on it, the better. Now, there are a couple of caveats to that. One is, for example, with large breed dogs, we're not interested in making mini Great Danes, right? We're not interested in affecting their total body size. That's part of their breed and one of the things that their, their people love them for. So we wouldn't start a medication for large breed dogs until after they'd achieved their full growth, which might be anywhere from one to three years of age. And then for the dogs uh, of all sizes that we're targeting with our other program, again, probably at adulthood would be the time that we would expect to start these and have the greatest benefit. Now, because we're studying lifespan and we're trying to show a difference in life expectancy with the use of these drugs, that takes a long time. And if we do start in early adulthood, we could be looking at a 15-year clinical study to see that difference. And, and for practical reasons, that's difficult to do. So our clinical studies are starting in older dogs. In large breed dogs, we'll be starting at age seven. And in dogs of all sizes, we'll be starting at age 10. So if these drugs are uh, approved, if they're successful, initially they will be available for use in dogs who are older. Um, and then hopefully we'll be able to continue our work and our research and show that, in fact, the younger we start, the greater the benefit. That's fantastic. Have you seen any side effects or anything that you're working through that you're not pleased with any effects of the drugs? We have not. Uh, as, as I always emphasize to people, because we are developing preventative medications, which are meant to be used in healthy animals to keep them healthy, safety is absolutely the number one concern. And for the large breed product, uh, what we call LOI-001 is the, the code name for the drug right now, 
we um, have a lot of preclinical research uh, showing really good safety, and there haven't been any significant concerns uh, either in our research or in anything that the FDA has looked at. Um, we actually, for our other program, are developing uh, an oral daily tablet, and we, as I mentioned, have started clinical studies. We've actually had uh, an interesting anecdote related to that. We had a dog named Rosie who was living in a household with one of our, our dogs in the study and who managed to get into the tablets and found them tasty and ate an entire bottle of them, which was considerably more than the dose we would normally recommend. Um, and fortunately, she had no adverse effects. She was completely healthy. Nothing, nothing untoward happened to her. So we're very confident that the safety uh, is as good as we need it to be. Obviously, we're going to monitor that really closely in all of our ongoing clinical studies. And after the drug is made available, we'll continue to monitor that. But so far, things look really promising. That's excellent. Well, well, at least thank you, Rosie, for at least letting you know that. But <laughs> we don't but, encourage that sort of behavior. Exactly, but in this no. case, it was, it was a good outcome. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, and I was curious about that. Are, would the pill be taken daily, similar to a vitamin or supplement? The large breed dog uh, product, we are developing two different forms. One would be an injectable that would be given every three to six months. And that has the advantages of being more convenient for the owner and also, you know, avoiding the problems of missing doses or extra doses, some of the confusion that can go. Um, but uh, some people do find it more convenient or easier to give oral medications. So we're also looking at a daily oral tablet. And we're just trying to develop the best form that's going to provide the most options for pet owners and veterinarians. And then for the product that's currently in the clinical studies for dogs of all sizes, that one is going to be a daily flavored tablet. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, we are going to take just a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors who we love. And we're going to come back and continue visiting with Dr. McKenzie about this, this incredible scientific discoveries that are going to change the lives of, of our dogs. So come right back. Molly, here's your dinner. Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your cat tree tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. We're visiting today with Dr. Brennan McKenzie and talking about the new medications that are being developed to help extend the lifespan of larger breed dogs and it's just so incredible the work that's being done and how quickly you're doing it you've talked about the clinical trials that are happening 
And I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that. And I know some of our listeners may want their senior dogs to participate. How are you recruiting for the clinical trials? And is it possible to participate? Yes, these are really exceptional trials. We've started our first clinical study for our product that's intended to help dogs of all sizes. And that one is going to involve about a thousand dogs in something around 50 practices throughout the United States. And we're largely focusing on general practices, uh, primary care veterinarians, because we want to make sure that this drug is useful in sort of a normal, healthy pet owned dog population. Sometimes studies are done in laboratory dogs or at specialty hospitals, and that may not best represent how things are gonna work in the real world. We are also going to be doing the same thing, a clinical trial of about a thousand dogs over a four year time period for our large breed dog drugs. And that we're hoping to start at the end of this year or early next year. The way that we're uh, reaching out to people initially is through their veterinarians. So veterinarians who uh, participate as investigators in our clinical studies, reach out to their clients and their patient population locally and let them know about the study. But we have had a a lot of really good and exciting interest from the, the media and a lot of people are hearing about our programs. And so we are getting inquiries from people who want to participate. And at the moment, the best way to do that is to go to our website, loyalfordogs.com, where we are beginning to both collect information from people who are interested in participating in future studies and also try to start matching people up with our clinical sites as they open up around the country. So ideally, if you know one of your listeners has a dog who might be a good candidate to be part of one of these studies, and they live somewhere where we're going to have a clinical site, there might be an opportunity to participate there. So I would say, let, go ahead and go to that website, loyalfordogs.com, and uh, you can find the information to keep track of when these studies are starting, where they're going to be, and how you can be involved. Great. Well, we'll make sure and post that that website address so that our listeners can log on and see if that's possible, because I know we have lots of interest in this topic. Because, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, the worst thing, the only downside, in my opinion, to having a working dog is losing them at 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. And so I am curious if, if you could talk a little bit about how we can keep our dogs healthy for longer. What is it that we can be doing? Because most of us are placed with our dogs at about two years old. So what is it that we can start doing to really support them throughout their whole life? Fortunately, there are a lot of things that we can already do to to keep our dogs healthy as long as possible, as well as some of these exciting new developments like our drugs that may be coming in the future. Um, And some of them are well known, but not always easy to do. One of the most important is maintaining your dogs at a healthy weight. We have very good evidence that dogs who are are heavier than they should be have more disease and shorter lifespans. So I spend a lot of time talking with owners about how we can love our dogs and how we can provide them with food, which is part of how we love our dogs, but do so in a way that's that's healthy for our dogs and keeps them functional and happy and, and in a good quality of life. So that's a key thing. Another very important element to preventative healthcare is simply seeing your veterinarian regularly and keeping up with all of those tests, all of the vaccinations, all of the preventative medicine that you already do. Uh, Once again, we have good evidence that that helps keep dogs healthy and happy and functional for longer. So those are already things available to all of us. Good exercise, mental stimulation, uh, a strong emotional relationship, which of course, you know, people with working dogs always have with their dogs. All of those things are part of a good, healthy lifespan. And uh, and those are things that I encourage my clients and everyone to, uh, to keep in mind. That's great. 
Yeah, I know. I, I always think about our dogs as they're like Olympic athletes in my mind. And so I'm always trying to make sure that they're getting the best food, the best veterinarian care, the best preventative care so that they can live as, as long as possible. So thank you so much for really bringing all of that into our minds and our awareness of it's so important that we start it at the beginning of our relationship all the way to the end. Yeah, I have a a retired service dog right now, Lovey. She is 10 and a half. She'll be 11 this year. And she has, you know, hip issues and some of those kinds of things, just as arthritis and as aging. But I'm amazed at how healthy she really still is and how engaged she is. So I, I agree with you that that mental engagement is so critical as well. So anything that you would say for Lovey, any advice for her as she's aging? She's a little Labrador retriever. <laughs> they are some of the nicest dogs in the world. I do <laughs> love them. Yeah, I think that one of the things that we sometimes do with older dogs that might get us into trouble is to see changes in their abilities and in their activity and their function as just aging, right? As just a normal and inevitable part of life. And sometimes we don't see that maybe there are things we could do to accommodate them and to keep them engaged and active. So people will often say, should a dog with arthritis be confined so that they aren't active, so they don't make things worse? And the exact opposite is true. Regular, moderate, low-intensity exercise is really good for dogs with arthritis and, and will keep Lovey moving and happy for longer. So I encourage you to maintain the level of engagement and stimulation and activity in whatever way that you can, because that's going to help help keep her happy and keep her with you longer. Thank you. And we've also been doing acupuncture with her. And that has also really helped her as well. And other body work. And she really enjoys that as, <laughs> as a bonus. Yeah, she does. She enjoys her body work appointments. So yeah, thank you for that. Well, I want to ask you, so what do you really see for the future of this kind of work. I mean, you. this is so groundbreaking what Loyal is doing. Tell us a little bit more about your vision for the future of this work with and how it can impact our canines. I think what we're hoping to show people is that aging is not inevitable and unchangeable, that it is just part of biology and we have the ability to understand how it works. And if we understand it, then we can alter it and we can give our dogs and maybe someday ourselves longer and healthier lives. And so my vision is that Hopefully our, our products will be successful, the science will hold up and they'll become available to veterinarians and dog owners to use. And that will add something to the quality and length of life for our dogs. There will be other research done by other companies out there. Um, we are always still talking about the importance of exercise and mental stimulation and good diet and all the lifestyle variables. So what I see is a more intentional, comprehensive or holistic preventative medicine program for dogs that starts thinking about aging when they're young and starts targeting that from a variety of different directions with a whole variety of different tools so that we can have the greatest overall benefit as our dogs age. Wonderful. Well, and you mentioned that you're mostly working with veterinarians. Is it just throughout the United States or are you working um, broader throughout the world or are you working with any groups like Assistance Dogs International or any specific groups, or is it just targeting veterinarians? So I'm, of course, always excited to talk to everybody and anybody about <laughs> this because uh, it's a passion of mine. 
from a practical point of view, in order to get uh, drugs approved, you have to go through a very specific and rigorous regulatory process. And every country does that differently. So at the moment, our program is focused on getting um, through the regulatory processes that the FDA has set for veterinary drugs. And that's a big target for us, not only because it allows us to make our drugs available, but because so far, no regulatory agency anywhere in the world has approved a drug targeting aging specifically. There's been this idea that aging is something inevitable and that we can't change it. So if we're able to succeed at that, I think that will open the door to a lot of other possibilities for medications to come forward in the future to help with this problem. Um, we're definitely interested in engaging with uh, dog owners and with groups of dog owners who, you know, like your audience, who are very aware and informed and committed to canine health. I think at this point, the more people who are aware of this and the more people who are thinking about it and willing to participate in research, the faster we're going to be able to make progress. I agree. And I've talked with several assistance dog organizations throughout the country about this, and they have been really they don't know a lot about it so far, at least the ones that I've talked to, but they're very curious and very interested in hearing more information about it because it will have a huge impact on the assistance dogs industry and how long are, are able to work with individuals with disabilities like me, because that is what is so difficult. The, you know, it's just not long enough. <laughs> and it would never Absolutely. be long enough, Dr. McKenzie. It would be if it were a <laughs> lifetime, it still would be too short with these incredible canines. But that is such a big issue. Yes, you make a tremendous investment, not only the emotional investment in your companions, but also the practical investment in, in training dogs. And, and they have such an incredible impact on, on people's lives that the longer that we can continue that relationship, the better for not only the dogs, but the humans. Yeah, I, that is so true. So, so true. Well, I cannot thank you enough for being with us today and for the work that you're doing. I am so thrilled to hear about it and just really want to follow and keep an eye on what you're doing because I certainly want to have access to these drugs as soon as they're available. And I hope that they won't be cost prohibitive for a lot of of people so that they can access them and get these drugs for their working dogs so that they can extend that wonderful relationship that they have in their working dog life. Yeah. And you mentioned already about the website loyalfordogs.com. Before you leave us today, is there any other way or any other suggestion of how our listeners can get more information about these life-changing drugs? Facebook, Instagram, what, what are ways that they can start following you and loyal. Yes. In addition to our website, we do have, you know, a presence on, on most social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, I'm pretty active out there. And, and so if, uh, if people have questions about our products or our programs or their dogs, you know, starting with the website and then reaching out to, to me or anyone else at the company uh, is, is the best way to go. Perfect. Thank you so much, Dr. McKenzie, for being with us. It's been such a pleasure. And we hope you'll come back and keep us updated on the incredible work that you're doing. I would love to. I've enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Awesome. And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We so appreciate you joining us. And we love to stay connected with you. So please keep your questions, comments, and ideas for future shows coming. I'd love to get your emails 
and hear about you and your working dog. And you know you can email me at Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. So thanks so much for being with us, and we look forward to being with you again soon. Take good care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.